Welcome back to another episode of the Taboo Talks Hotline. I am your host, Melissa James, and you can think of me as your taboo concierge connecting you to different brands, products, talks, and events which society deems inappropriate. Please be advised the following episode might contain triggering topics, thus intended for a mature audience of 18 and older. Now that's out of the way, let's dive into it. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with my friend and industry colleague, Ellie, creator of Lace and Haze, who is a lingerie blogger and adult content creator on OnlyFans. This episode is definitely spicy and gives us an insight to what it's like to be an adult content creator for OnlyFans. I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode, so if you can please give us a rating at the end, tell us what you like and didn't like, and then if you want to subscribe to both my podcast and Ellie's OnlyFans, I'll go ahead and put her link in the show notes. With that being said, here you go, guys. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so we've got our wine in hand. Tell us who you are, what you do. Uh, Who am I? Uh, My name's Ellie, but... You will probably know me by my brand name called Lace and Hayes. I'm from Australia, (laughs) if you can't tell. I am a laundry blogger and I also do OnlyFans for a living. What got you into OnlyFans? I mean, it's kind of a natural progression, uh, laundry into OnlyFans. I mean, I hate to say it, but that I do, <laughs> I do think that is kind of a natural progression rather than like any other like fashion content, for okay. example. Um, but I got into OnlyFans because that's where the money was. Trying to be like a laundry blogger or influencer, it's such a niche industry, unfortunately. Even though half the population wears it, but they just don't pay you the money. You know, they have like some affiliate marketing, but big like brands aren't paying you to be an influencer in laundry. The same way they do for fashion a lot of laundry companies you either have like conservative customers or you have sex workers as customers generally like it's and you have to prioritize one or the other because typically the conservatives won't go for brands that's openly supporting sex workers Ooh, so do we want to be scandalous and talk laundry brands yes okay so laundry brands that like actively support sex workers I would say, like, off the top of my head, Evgenia Laundrie in the US, like, she mm-hmm. has a performance discount for sex workers. Nice. So, like, they have a discount on their uniform. Um, obviously, like, Lady Lucy Latex, very supportive of sex workers. Like, okay. London-based, love her. Um, Hopeless Laundrie in Australia, they use, like, sex workers in their campaigns, obviously pay them. Also, like, Edge Beyond is quite supportive of sex workers, always, like, posts their content, engages with the community. Also, like, Dear Scantily as well, like, through their um, ambassador program, like, most of the people on there are sex workers. Uh, also, Playful Promises, like, they've had sex workers in their campaigns as well, so. Like I feel like that's quite a good selection that I know actually support. So tell us a little bit more about OnlyFans. Well, I've been doing it for nearly four years now. So I started before the pandemic, okay. before it was like this massive thing. And I kind of just like started it on, not a whim, but like I heard the name around and I thought, oh, why not like give it a try? Well, at the time I was working in retail and I was like doing laundry blogging like on the side and I was getting like some money, but like definitely not enough to consider it a part-time job or what is it called? <laughs> income stream. Multiple I mean, it, streams of income. It, it was an income stream, but like very tiny. Right. You couldn't rely on it. Yeah. Okay. 
and at this time in my life like I was preparing to leave my then husband so I kind of needed like an, an injection of money quickly so I needed money to move and all those fun things so OnlyFans kind of just felt like the right thing at the right time so it wasn't like I was gonna be on the streets desperate I can't speak homeless and with no support network but I did feel like I just needed that an extreme boost to my income and also part of it was I was in a sexless marriage so for me it was also a way to like reclaim my sexuality and like get to know myself again because I kind of lost myself in those like couple of years and it 100% did it made me feel so good about myself my body not necessarily the like the attention like knowing that people wanted me because of whatever reasons but just like getting to know myself again like doing sex work has helped me in my own relationships Inch, ooh, do elaborate on this. Well, I just think I became better at yeah, communicating, setting my boundaries, knowing what I want. I think that definitely helped. And, like, because I'm, like, financially independent mm -hmm. and I have a fuck machine that can do me whenever I want it to, do I need a man? No. Are you looking at it? I can show it to you after. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. The thing is, like, I don't it, need no man. I've paid £500 for one. How did... Okay, I, I'm like just speechless right now. So like, okay, so how did this start? Was it like, okay, I'm just going to take pictures and post them and get money? Or was this like, okay, I'm going to the store, I'm going to buy toys, I'm going to like start exploring my body? So I've started off doing it and it was like very like teasing. Like from the get-go, it wasn't just lingerie. There was like, you know, little bits and pieces. But like the longer that you're on there the more pressure there is to do more things. But knowing what I wanted to do and, and the path that I kind of wanted to go on, like I had somewhat an idea of what I'd be doing. I hadn't mapped it all out and planned it because you okay. can't really, until you're in it, know what's going to mm -hmm. happen. But then obviously the pandemic hit and it went like... Insane. Yeah. Um, I know that it's kind of a cliche and not necessarily a word that we should use to describe sex workers because not everybody is in a position to feel empowered while they're working. It sounds like you were like tapping into your sexuality and like... What are some ways that you used to explore yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think I told the story to, like, subscribers of, you know, what was happening in my life. And I think there was a great interest in that. My niche is kind of, like, luxury lingerie, yeah. curvy, full of busts. I like expensive toys. Like, <laughs> you like the finer things All those life. kind of things. Light kink. Yeah, there was a really strong interest in me getting divorced. Oh. I know, it's such a weird... I don't know why. I mean... I guess because it plays I, into the fantasy. I'd like imagine. I'm available. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, I've been, you know, neglected by my husband. Of and course, like, and all these guys are now coming. Yeah, to so it. I think that's like that was a huge part of my. Um, I can show you my intro if that will help. Because yeah. like when you go into OnlyFans, if you're not subscribed, you'll be able to see someone's like header image, and then you'll be able to see like their intro about them. And this is what you'll see when you. So that's my header image, my profile image. I need to change them because they're very old. Uh, but you'll be able to see more info. So this is kind of like, I've put my bra size. Not that anyone knows what that means. <laughs> Not at all. They probably see the double H though and think, holy moly. Okay, so have, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> have you ever like read like porn online and it's just oh like my God. people like... It's all through the an American lens where they don't know anything bigger than D. I was just going to say it's like... She she's has a, double <laughs> D's. <laughs> And like double D just means that your bust is like five inches bigger than your underbust. Right. That's, and that's not very big, <laughs> is it, boys? <laughs> but they don't know. They just, you know, but even women, they don't know that a double D is tiny, depending on the band, tiny. So yeah, my intro is like luxury lingerie, 
girlfriend experience vibes. Okay. Um, Ludes and nudes, explicit content, toys and all, one-on-one chatting, kink friendly, and I'm like occasional pay-per-view content. Uh-huh. I send out something maybe like once or twice twice a month. I try not to spam people. Uh, also my account, I say, is spam and ad-free, so I'll never be doing share for shares with other models. I won't let people buy spots on my page to advertise themselves, which is what a lot of people do. Why do you not do that? Because that's fucking annoying. I subscribe to people on OnlyFans. And okay. as soon as they start doing that, I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. I, I don't want to see other people. Right, so you're paying for that person versus, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Like, for me, I think it's annoying. Also, it's kind of a way to artificially inflate your earnings from OnlyFans. Usually, uh, people get others to pay them through OnlyFans for this promotion. So, like, you'll see that they're, like, in the top, you know, 0, 1% or whatever. But how much of that has actually come from subscribers and how much has actually come from advertising other people on your page? So it's kind of like an MLM scam? A little bit. I feel like anything though these days, it's MLM. I'm like, whatever. People earn your money, but exactly. I find it annoying. Me personally, I'm like, no, I don't like it. Yeah. As a consumer and also as a provider. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, what's the other thing that I say? Yeah, spam and ad free. And then the account is 100% run by me. Really demanding. Like, it's, it is so demanding. Especially if you're providing a girlfriend experience. Well, yeah, it's really like the chatting that takes up the time, people wanting customs, like that is really time consuming. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love chatting to most people, like mm-hmm. I do enjoy, like I love a little bit of a chat. Yes. A glass of wine and a chat. They can chat to me about like normal stuff and then, but like it's the people that try and push for like the sexting and I'm just like, I kind of just read their message and leave. If you know, <laughs> if that, if that message doesn't come with the tip, I am not. I actually really respect how you... How you handle your boundaries? I think it comes with experience. Like the more that you do it, the more that you kind of realize what you are okay with, what you're not okay with, what your standards are. Also about curating your audience. I think it depends what kind of audience that you go after. I feel like mine is like, I'm so happy with like who subscribes. So there's been a few shitheads in the past, but like in general, Really like them, really respectful, you know, no bad word to say about them. Can I say this? I thought it was really cool. Like, I was here a couple weeks ago and you got a package and, like, somebody bought you something to, like... And I was like, that's so nice. (laughs) I know it is. It's just, like, you have your Amazon wish list that you can connect to your OnlyFans. It seems very, like, caring as well in a way. Definitely. Like, I mean, the relationships are real in that sphere. Like, you know... So you're more you're more looking to connect with your followers. One hundred percent. Like I think OnlyFans is the, like the whole point of it is about connecting with people. Mm-hmm. For like during, obviously during lockdown that was a huge thing. You know everyone was at home. Everyone had cash to spend. Well, okay, not everyone. <laughs> not everyone. No, that's but, yeah. yeah. Like people sitting at home alone, yeah. still employed, working from home, had cash to spend and nowhere to spend it. So OnlyFans really was like, and also like it was just good for people to be able to speak to other people in the world going through the same thing, like outside of your normal. So, Friends. if you don't want me to ask, what's a typical conversation that you'll okay. have with somebody on OnlyFans? Uh, so, I have a part-time job as well. So, mm-hmm. I'll usually message in the morning for an hour on there, like, while getting ready and having tea in bed and stuff. And it'll be just like, you know, good morning, weather's fucking shit, of course it is, I'm in London, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, you know, just, like, plans for the day, what I'm gonna wear, what I'm gonna do later, you know, just, like, really, like, mundane I was kind gonna of say, thing. so it's, like, boring. It is, like, it's just chit-chat. Yeah, so you really have, like, multiple boyfriends. Oh, I've got so many. <laughs> but, like, I I really enjoy talking to people. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I like learning about other people. 
I mean, I feel like sometimes it can be like a bit surface. Like I do like getting to know people on a deeper level, but it is harder if I'm like running to work and I've got like an hour and then it's like, okay, now I'm not going to hear from you for like right. 10 hours and when I get home after like cooking and yeah. And it's also, it is 24 seven as well because okay. people subscribe from all over the world. I'm obviously from Australia. I have a lot of fans that are like in Australia. So like the time difference thing is a bit like, you always feel like you're just missing each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll message and then they'll message 10 hours later and then I'll message 10 hours later. And then... Right. So it's, it's not it's not like a sit down, have this conversation like all day. But it's kind of like, I don't know, I think some of that is kind of nice because it's like you're kind of waiting for it. Waiting for a response. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Unless you piss me off and doing. then I just ignore your message. <laughs> so if I'm ignoring you, it's because you've done something wrong and you should send a tip to apologize. They're an etiquette, subscribers, and and I guess it's more about setting boundaries. How do you uphold them? Okay, so with uh, OnlyFans, you can block people. Uh, when you block them, they get refunded the money there. You can restrict people. I restrict some people that message like a million times a day because my head just can't deal with that, especially if they're not tipping to go along with it. So what is something that somebody can do that would annoy you and be like... One annoy, step one would be annoy, and then step two to get the block. I think this is the etiquette thing that I was like trying to. So I have never blocked anyone. I kind of shame them into realizing what they've done wrong and make them unsubscribe from me rather than me blocking them. I'm just like, these are my boundaries. You've crossed my boundaries. Right. I had this one instance of someone that was subscribed to me that knew me, and they sent me like a dick pic, and then they sent me like a wanking video, and I was like, I didn't ask to see that. Sending right. explicit images online without consent is a no-no. Yeah. Like, you should know that. You're yeah. a grown-ass man. A lot of these men don't know that. I mean, he did know that because I'd said it to him before. Ah, uh, okay. So this was, it, a, this was not a first offence. This is not a first offence. And then that's when I pulled the, I know where you work, I know your name. This is fucking illegal. It's, I don't understand how people don't know this, you know? And just because you're in a sexual environment doesn't mean that that's an invitation to be abused, essentially. Exactly. It's like, you have subscribed on the basis of seeing me naked. I have not consented to seeing you naked. Correct. If you wanted to do that, you would subscribe to their page. Well, no. If they would like to send me a video of them wanking or a photo of their dick, whatever, their genitals, ask... Okay. And send a tip. <laughs> and a real tip. A, a financial tip. Not... Not the tip of your dick. Not just the tip. Not just the tip. That's one instance I've had of boundaries being crossed. One thing that people ask me all the time is to meet. Like, oh, we should meet up. And I'm like, this literally goes against the terms of service. Don't fucking ask this. Always, I am going to block you because it puts okay. my account at risk. And I literally say, I'm like, it's an online girlfriend experience. Because they want online to, only. they want, I would imagine that they, the men want to feel chosen, like that you've risked your career, your everything to go meet them. Well, then I hope they send me a million pounds <laughs> to cover that risk of... <laughs> right, because that's a good retirement. You can go buy a house. You can like live happily ever after on that. I don't think I could go back to... Being a kept woman. A kept woman. I don't think I ever, I ever was a kept woman. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, but I don't think I could ever go back to not doing OnlyFans. Like, I can't imagine my life without it. I honestly can't. Really? It's such... Like, it's literally part of my life. Like, I, I think I'd be lost. I'd have so much spare time. What would I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. That's so... I mean, I never even thought about that. Like, 
do you plan to re- like how does that work like and another thing that this is going to sound extremely ageist and patriarchal but do you ever worry about like getting old and your body changing or so that's an interesting point because like when I first started I was very slim and like I was very stressed at the time lost a lot of weight like I was like a size I don't know yeah. this probably doesn't sound small I was probably a size like eight or ten I look at my old photos and I'm like I look like a fucking skeleton like literally it's yeah. like so weird to look at um so like my body has changed between now and then so I have lost fans and I've had people say to me I'm like not attracted to you anymore because you put on weight I'm like that's a you problem like if you're not attracted to me like that's fine like but you don't need to like you know, kind how of you, fat on the way out. <laughs> how do you handle that? Like, I'm just, oh, you know what? If you don't like my body, that's fine. I probably wouldn't like yours either. So I was like, I'm, I'm happy in, in my body as it is now. I do worry about aging slightly. Okay, I'm very natural. Like, I've had, like, no work done ever. You have beautiful skin. There's not a fucking wrinkle on your forehead or crow's feet. I love skincare, so. Okay. I love sunscreen. Everyone should wear 50 plus every day. But yeah, like lately I've been like, oh, like maybe I should actually like start taking better care of myself. Just be like, you know, maybe I should start doing Pilates. Like maybe I should actually go get my hair cut. Like maybe I should get my eyebrows waxed. Like I am quite like a natural person, but I am feeling like a bit of pressure at the moment to be like, okay, maybe I should like looking after my appearance a bit more. The problem is I also compare myself to all these like amazingly beautiful girls. And I know that people edit their photos and whatever. It's like, I start comparing myself to these girls. I'm like, oh my God, like, they look amazing and like obviously they're really successful and it seems to be like all people that are really successful look a certain way and I think that's more where it comes from like I don't edit my photos unless there's like a bruise or like a giant chest pimple that came out of nowhere or you know something like that but I think it's really hard with content creation do you follow um I don't know her last name but her name's Michaela and she does makeup on TikTok and um, oh she's not a sex worker she's not a sex worker oh, no, she no, just, like, I, does I was like, I was, I was thinking of the right person. I was like, I didn't know that she did that. <laughs> no, 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 no. She kept that secret. Sorry, no, this has nothing to do with sex work. But what I found so interesting and like, she came on TikTok and just was like, I need to be honest. Just from looking at her face every single day, and it can't help it, you just start nitpicking. And um, and I kind of noticed that. I kind of I disagree. Really? I think the more you see yourself in, oh, I guess it's how I guess it's where it's where you're at mentally. Because I'm a big believer in like body neutrality, like not positivity, obviously not negativity. But I'm just like just accepting how you are as you are and like I feel like looking at myself all the time actually helps me especially like when you put on like nice laundry and you dress yourself up dress dress yourself up and you're like damn I look no, I look good thousand percent light up a nice candle dance even sometimes like the photos I take I'm like damn I am yeah. sexy <laughs> I love that so like I don't know it depends where you are mentally and how like because either I think you can help yourself or it can hurt you if okay. you're nitpicking but like I guess that's the thing is like you've got to it's like, are you actually, like, neutral about your body? Because it's like, are you only neutral about it now because it's in this current state? When it changes, are you going to feel differently? you think about the potential consequences that can come from having an OnlyFans page? So when you created yours, did you think about, like, okay, what is this going to look like in my future? Or did you just be like, okay, this sounds fun and I need some money? Well, the thing is, like, when I first started laundry blogging, I thought about that. Okay. Because I started off, like, completely anonymous. Like, no head. Oh, wow. Like, that's how I started that. And going into OnlyFans, I knew, like, it's obviously, like, more of an explicit platform. Well, it's, it's what you make of it. But once you put any, something on the internet, it is there forever. Even though it's behind a paywall, even though there's, like, anti-screen recording technology, you're always at risk for that. I mean, you can do DMCA takedowns, but that's a lot of effort. <laughs> But, like, that's, like, one of the most obvious consequences of it. 
Also, you gotta be careful not putting too much personal information out online. Like, take off your location in all your content and photos, and like, yeah. data can be extracted from images images that you put online. So, like, always me, I always have my location services turned off. Online. Always post after I've been somewhere. Like, that's just like internet safety 101. But yes, it's like that's one of the consequences of doing this job is your social media presence is never ever safe, like more so than any other job. Because you've lost your account how many times? My Instagram twice. Like when you post consistently, you do good. Okay. But for me, it's just like at the moment being on social media, it's just like it's just killing me because of all of the deletions and yes. suspensions and like everything else that goes on. It's like getting fired. Like losing your page is like getting fired. And also, and also, and also, losing your entire CV and portfolio in the in the process, you know. I never even thought of that. And all of your connections, you have to kind of rely on the community to then be like, go follow the new page and follow the backup, because there is a lot of censorship mm-hmm. and it's just like they don't like anyone being <laughs> being remotely unclothed, showing skin, unless you're Playboy or Victoria's Secret. Pretty much, Playboy can get away with anything. I used to follow uh, Lena the Plug. And she used to just, at least from what I remember, like, just very open about what she does. And I don't even think she was shadow banned. It's just so interesting how Instagram and certain other platforms pick and choose who's allowed to share. And I I don't know why we get targeted. Like, the actual lingerie community, how we get targeted. But, like, other people. Like, there's literally porn on Instagram. There's disgusting accounts that I won't even mention that Mm -hmm. I report, like, all the time. Never get taken down. I report images that get sent to me in DMs. I report them. The same person over and over, and he has never been fucking deleted. But you somehow you can tell me that you can see, like, a millimeter of nipple and, like, thing gets taken down. It is just, I don't know. It's all, like, all the internet's linked. I feel like once you have your name out there as doing OnlyFans, then you're forever going to be a bit targeted. Also, people can, like, just report your account. Someone that doesn't like you. I don't understand why people do that. Like, what is the point of spending the time to try and take somebody down? What are questions that we should not be asking sex workers? One thing that I always say is, like, can you not ask people, like, their worst experience? Mm. Like, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Like, be that an online sex worker in real life one, like, whatever. Do not ask people that. That is just, like, so icky. Like, would I go up to a banker and be like, what's the worst thing? What's the biggest fuck up you've ever done? Did you lose a million dollars in a day? Did you? Is there any other questions that people should avoid asking sex workers? I know people are always curious about the money. I was just going to say that. They're just so curious about it and I understand why, but it's just, I mean, one answer I always say, it fluctuates. The more you advertise, like it's not necessarily like the amount of content that you put onto your OnlyFans. It's the amount of advertising you do to get people there in the first place. So the best platform for channeling people to OnlyFans was Twitter. Which is now... X. X marks the spot. X marks the spot. X, but like it's... I don't even know what's happening. I haven't posted on there for so long because it's just so all over the place. Right. It's not a reliable platform, but it was the only one that was kind of allowing not safe for work traffic and content. Instagram's very... I would say most of my followers actually come from Instagram, but it's so hard to like advertise. Like so many people sign up and they're like, I had no idea you had OnlyFans. Oh, wow. It's because like you, 
you can't say it you can't be like too overt about it you've just got to know that people will click the link in the bio eventually and then click the link from there and then finally get to OnlyFans so you're really hoping that through the funnels they come to find you essentially well if they know what they're looking for then they'll be able to find it but yeah one of those things that you can't openly advertise I mean some people seem to openly advertise and get away with it and I have no idea how but it's just luck of the draw it's like yeah I I see that because there's some I used to follow uh, Lena the plug and she used to just at least from what I remember remember like just very open about what she does and I don't even think she was shadow banned it's just so interesting how Instagram and certain other platforms pick and choose who's allowed to share what I think also like because I use a username that's similar to what I had before when the accounts were deleted I don't know if that also has something to do with it I'm sure there's multiple reasons like there's just so many things it could be down to it's not one thing in particular (laughs) so would you mind going into a little bit more detail on what a day in life looks like for you So day in the life, yeah, so I wake up around 6.30 usually and I'll message for an hour if I'm going to work, that is, like to my part-time job. Um, Then at my part-time job, I will spend like the lunch hour replying to messages as well. Okay. And then when I get home, I'll, yeah, cook dinner, have a shower, whatever. And then I will reply to more messages. So like when it's a work day for me, I literally just do messages. I might do like, like yesterday I did a snap of me like, cooking dinner. Very boring. You know, me cooking dinner, then like one with the tips out. <laughs> Lovely. It's very really, like natural and you're sharing your life. Yeah, yeah, it is like, you know, it is just like a, a snapshot of my day. If I'm having a full day of content for OnlyFans, I'll start by taking photos. Like, so I'll based off uh, whatever lingerie I've got new or like a concept that I want to do. And I'll start by doing like mirror selfies or like just like shit on my phone, like little clips on my phone. And then I will pull out my camera and start taking better quality photos, like more posed. Yeah, a lot of my photos are like quite the same style I guess it's my style yeah but that's good to have I mean I look like me it shows the lingerie you know that's what people like to see so that's what I do and then from that then I'll start doing videos so in a day of filming I will probably shoot two or three sets I haven't been doing customs but usually there'll be a custom in there what is a custom so it's like whatever they request so I have like kind of a flat fee it's like 50 for um, like photos or like non-explicit videos, like if I'm just like taking off stockings or something like that. Um, and then for explicit videos, it's a hundred plus. Okay. And the video is like in between five and 10 minutes. Okay. And they can like choose what lingerie I wear and like what I'm doing or whatever. But yeah, it takes a lot of like little energy for me to do that. I would imagine. Cause you have to put on a show a little bit, right? A little bit. And like, I don't like to film things when I'm not actually filming, like feeling it. Um, so I, that's why I've stopped taking customs because I've just been too busy. Yeah. And it's just like my other job's been yeah. needing me to work more. So that's why I feel like I haven't been able to do customs for such a long time. But hopefully I'll be able to start again soon. But like that's usually my day and then I will like sit down and edit while I'm like watching some shit on the TV. If I don't edit on the same day, same. I fucking forget about it and then literally three years later I'll be like, oh I should post that. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's really, I don't think people understand the um, work that goes in. Like I used to think when I first got into the industry, oh it would just be like, okay, three pictures at most that you would need and no, no, oh. no, no, no. When people say that it's an easy job, I'm like, go fuck yourself. It is not. Literally. (laughs) It is not easy at all. It's just like the amount of work that goes into it. Like you have to be good at marketing. You have to be good at editing. You have to be good at filming yourself. Like you have to be an accountant and you have to be a stylist and you have to be a buyer. Yeah. 
Like, you have to be able to spot trends, you have to be able to be, like, so adaptable across all platforms. I think OnlyFans definitely glamorizes sex work overall. Okay. It has a very sanitized version of what online sex work is, of what real sex, like, you know, Compared, in real life, yeah. yeah. What's your self-care routine? My self-care routine. So, I like wine. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite kind of wine? Oh, I can't pinpoint one. Depends on... I love an Oki Chardonnay. So, like, what we're drinking. This isn't Chardonnay, but similar. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so wine. Bed. I love my bed. Sleep. Sleep. I love sleep. Everyone that knows me lo- knows that I love sleep. Yeah. I love a hot shower. Hot shower. Put on something nice. Not laundry, necessarily, but, like, some Soft nice... Soft clothes. Like, yeah. Something for my mate, if it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is all the time, yeah. Or, like, my silk slip or like just something that feels nice yeah um i will watch my same shit that i watch all the time like i like to watch the same things over and over no anxiety no no i can't watch anything new otherwise you know what do i watch good place is always okay the good place i I got into that for a while and i love watching the kardash i love watching like shit reality tv okay which one's your favorite of all of them (laughs) no i love like love island and like the bachelor and you know what I was watching this week, actually? It's on ITV3. It's like, is it Olivia Atwood? Getting Filthy Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. You should watch it. Should I? Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be good. Oh, yeah. We'll Let's put, talk about that. We'll put my link in the show notes. Oh, a thousand notes. percent. Because I, I know that I've had a few people ask about OnlyFans. Yeah. My link, if you'd like to subscribe. My link, if you'd also like to start one. Because they do have a referral program. <laughs> and I'm happy to mentor okay. anyone that uses it to sign up with. Okay. Give some tips. Does your mentorship cost money? No, of course not. Just sign up to use my referral code. Okay. And I'll give you some... Well, yeah, Probably. maybe you can be my... I can be your... Uh, guinea pig, my child. guinea pig. <laughs> well, see how, what needs to be done and what to do. and right. We can totally do, like, a yeah. tips and tricks. Tips. Ooh, tip. We can do a second podcast or a... Yeah, yeah, a second podcast, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not today. Not today. As always, I'm super curious to hear what you guys think. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns on this episode, please send me a DM on Instagram taboo talks hotline and we'll chat about it anyways i hope you guys like that episode again if you can please rate and subscribe i would forever appreciate it and with that what do you say same time next week all right talk to you later bye